Welcome to You, Me, and the SEC, the podcast about the intersection of SEC football and culture. And week one is in the books. And the biggest news, though, I don't know, because I wanted to talk about this on Thursday. I completely forgot. Have you seen the update about South Carolina's chicken? Yes. They named him. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Did we not say that? Oh, no, I don't think we did. I put it on Instagram, though. So what did they name him? They named him General. So that's it's an interesting name. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I think of a chicken, I don't think of General. I think yeah. of Colonel, as in Colonel Sanders. Uh, and maybe that's what they were thinking, too, because you didn't see the new update. Oh, no, I have not. They have renamed the bird again. Really? They are back to Sir Big Spur. Oh, Lawsuit they- dropped. Settled. We are good to go in Columbia, South Carolina. It's disappointing. We got a chicken again. Yeah, but, you know, I was ready for something new. Uh, Okay. But it's not my chicken. I I think that would have been a downgrade in. The general would definitely be. Yeah. Yeah, that that would have been. I think with the general, I'm thinking of Shaq and those commercials for insurance. Yes. Not thinking of a chicken. Yes. Um, But the big news, though. SEC football is here, and we're all winners, except for LSU. That's right. They almost did, though. They almost pulled it almost, off. Almost. Almost 14-0 in the first week for the SEC. only counts. But and... in the most tragic and disastrous of circumstances did the Bengal Tigers fall in Brian Kelly's debut. I think we start here Yeah. in a game that um, I was giggling. It was just so fun because the last five minutes – were absolutely ridiculous. Um, Florida State punting with two minutes left. Mm-hmm. And you would think, okay, LSU gets the ball. They're going to be able to try to score one more time. They're down seven. Uh, LSU player for the second time in the game muffs the punt. Poor guy. And uh, Florida State takes over at the 20. They're driving it down. They get down to the one, third, and one. They fumble it on the goal line. Mm-hmm. LSU recovers, and you're like, here we go, right? We got like a minute, one timeout. Let's just see what happens. And LSU's offense had been pretty the whole night. And there they go down the field, marching down. They get down to the one-yard line with one second left. And it comes down to one play, and they throw it into the end zone for a touchdown. And you're like, yes, free football, right? It's 1130 at night on a Sunday. Next day's Labor Day. No school for me. It's going to be a fun night, and I'm going to coast in the bedtime. And, oh, just the extra point. So. That's how it ended. And that's how it ended um, because they did not get that extra point. That's a good detail I left out there. Right. It was blocked. It was. So that's different than the punter that missed it. Those are two different kickers, right? There's like a punter and a kicker. Aren't they two mm-hmm. different guys? Usually. Yeah. yeah. So you can't like blame one guy for having a really bad night. Like we're having some kicking issues with LSU. Well, they had a field goal blocked earlier in the game. And then the, the, the extra point blocked as well. And it got me to thinking, like, is how necessary is the extra point? Yeah, it like, never really it, made a lot of sense. Why is it something we need to do? Like, can't we just say, hey, you got it in seven points? Like, yeah. I feel like that, fo- that free football was taken from me, stolen by somebody's hand mm-hmm. who plays for Florida State. I'm not sure who it is. I don't want to, you know, abuse the innocent. Actually, he's very guilty because he's the one that did it. But why we got a kick to like go to overtime there? I feel like we deserved it. Yeah. Well, usually people don't miss that kick, so usually it's non-story. Yeah, but when they do, it's like, why are we doing this? Yeah. 
So somebody needs to look that up, figure out wh- what the history of the extra point is. So it seems unnecessary. Yeah. Or everybody should go for two. Like, why aren't we doing that? Okay. That'd be fun. You're going. To, you're headed to. That's actually what overtime is now. Once yes. I get to the third overtime, <laughs> That's true. so it yes. works out that way. Ooh, LSU losing this game. I mean, take a look at their schedule. Like, what does their schedule look like for the rest of the month? Because it's a. Uh, yeah. So they go to. Um, I had them winning this game too. Um, they go to Southern, or Southern comes to them. The Mississippi State, New Mexico. So where's the uh, Mississippi State game? LSU. So best case three and one. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State looked pretty darn good. We'll get to them. Yeah. So there is a lot of like <sighs> mocking to Brian Kelly already for uh, almost all things that he has done, mm-hmm. whether that be his accents or his um, his um, social his dancing his <laughs> social media video- videos, um, and it just did not. He did not look to. Like he was having a lot of fun on uh, on Sunday night in the in the Superdome. Yeah, and yeah, I was about to say, and again, this game was like a non home away game, neutral site game, which is what we've said it's called. And um, but it was like bumping the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I would chime into that game, like it was pretty. Like there was an active audience, you know. Like it was. Well, it's in New Orleans, which is, you know. Right, right. But so I, I just thought that that was interesting that, like, in that kind of an atmosphere, it's not like they were at Florida State. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, and they still, like, I don't know. You just you just saw a lot of weaknesses. They don't have it all together there yet. Yeah. Well, a ton of transfers. A lot of people have exited the program. Yeah. It's, it's not surprising that they came out that way, but I think there was a little aura behind Kelly and the success he had at Notre Dame. By the way, I'm watching Clemson absolutely look like they're still terrible. They're trying to play Georgia Tech, and it is not going well. So, For who? Clemson? Well, or Clemson, yeah. Uh, they look awful. See, I can't see because, again, it's I mean, over you my chose, shoulder. You chose to sit there. You could have sat over there. Well, I'm trying be to watching. sit as far away from you as possible. What's wrong with me? issues. I don't want to get your mic on my mic. So, let's see. Well, I thought I I honestly thought one of the biggest takeaways from the LSU game was that Florida State is now 2 and 0. They are. Yeah, <laughs> which that's is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um cuz they're they're still, you know, rebuilding and stuff. And also, you know, you look at LSU in contrast to the other SEC team with a new coach, and that's Florida, and those two games looked very different to me. Yeah, equally as ridiculous at the end. Well, no, I take that back. Utah, Florida, the guy made a ball play there at the end mm-hmm. of the interception, and we'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, I think LSU is going to be one of the subplots here. It, it's not a tough September schedule. Uh, if they're not, you know, that very well, that Mississippi State game, I think is going to decide a lot because the schedule is going to ramp up significantly as the uh, as the months go on. Yeah, let's go to Gainesville. So, Florida and Utah, which many people, I think, believed that that was going to be the top game of the weekend, did not disappoint. And the Gators get the huge win over the seventh-ranked Utes, 29-26. Not a score you see often. True, true. Yeah, the math does not add up that way usually. Uh, but we had really the difference in the game is Florida went for two. Uh, Anthony Richardson did a football move I didn't know was physically possible where he like did a pirouette and faked out two players and then threw it to a guy literally standing by himself in the corner. 
of the end zone. And then Utah went for two and didn't get it. So you flip that, Utah wins. Utah throws an interception at the end of the game in the end zone when they could have settled for a field goal. They didn't have any timeouts. It was a difficult situation. They did not come through. So I guess we're anointing Florida as, you know, back status, right? Is Florida back? Yeah, I mean, they looked really good. You know, and Anthony Richardson, again, he looked really he looked really good. Yeah. And um, I'm kind of on Team Billy Napier. He just, like, looked like he was having fun. Well, and they scored the touchdown, take the lead, and he was all smiling on the uh, yeah. on the sideline. He seems like an affable guy. I think that – I think he was the one that said this, that he was like, I can't believe we get paid for this, to do this kind of stuff. Okay. So, like, he said that during the game. Yeah. Um, but – so, Florida has kept – did you know – that they have the longest streak of home season openers in the nation. For uh, for victories? Yes. Hmm, interesting. With 33. Okay, 33 in a row. Is that season openers, I guess, they're just their first game at, at home? I'm guessing that's what that means. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, not just like, well, yeah, that, that's probably what that means. So, um, but this game, this, to me, and the games I watched, which I did not watch all of them, if you had a weather delay, I did not sit through your weather delay. Take that, Texas A&M. And Mississippi State. And but Auburn. They all Auburn had, had one, too? Yes, they all had weather mm-hmm. delays. It's probably all the same storm. Yeah. Um, I This was the most entertaining game to me of the weekend. Yeah, I was watching the Kentucky game, as one does. Uh, at, and you were watching Utah, Florida. Uh, there, was, there was some napping going on there in the fourth quarter. Well, yeah, it was late. It was like 9 (laughs) o'clock. How dare these teams play so late? But it was very, I bet it was was captivating outside of my napping. Right, right. So, yeah, Anthony Richardson, uh, who was, you know, in this, like, massive middle class of SEC talented receivers behind Bryce Young, um, really, I think he was more quiet. in the beginning of the game, and then really came on. Statistically, it's not going to be like some of these other quarterbacks in the first week, but it's the the moment. He went for, a, I think, a 45-yard touchdown run, uh, the major two-point play, uh, 17 for 24, 160 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing, three touchdowns total, I uh, believe no turnovers. So he looked a lot more comfortable than he did last year, which he battled some injuries and – you know, he never really could get to most favored status by Dan Mullen. So he looked a lot better in Florida with a good uh, dynamic quarterback is something that doesn't happen as much as you think. Yeah, that's um, true. Which I think they're all living in the shadow of Tim Tebow here for the last 15 years. But at 15, looked pretty good and, and reminded some of the days gone by. I heard some comparisons to some pretty high – Names some uh, Cam Newtons, Vince Youngs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll see. It's one game. It's a good opponent though at home. So we'll see how he uh, how he builds on it going forward. Yeah, and I think that you know he might have not had the stats that other uh, quarterbacks did, but he also played the highest ranked team right out of everybody else. So he didn't maybe not didn't have the the room to show the stats. Right, but again, like statistics, you know, can be very misleading sometimes um, with the numbers. It's those big moment plays, and he had the biggest moments, I think, from this first week. So other big moments, there were a lot of them in Atlanta at 3.30 mm-hmm. as, the, uh, as the Oregon Ducks came for 
the buzzsaw that was the offensive juggernaut that is Stetson Bennett III. Uh, as a Georgia fan, your thoughts? Um, I thought it was a beautiful game. It was a lovely afternoon um, watching football, stress-free. We have new floor on our screen porch. Mm-hmm. We put a TV up there. By we, I mean me. Put a TV up there, and it is a delight. It is. And I spent it is my an whole absolute, afternoon out absolute there. delight in the Georgia September humidity. Uh, but it was a uh, it was a romp. And watching that game early, Oregon moved the ball. Oregon actually outrushed Georgia for the whole game. Hmm. They had more rushing yards than Georgia. So, you know, signs of, of crisis there, I do believe. They, they had 140 rushing yards mm-hmm. against this vaunted Georgia defense. Like, mm. What is happening? Yeah, that is that is something to be concerned about. Yeah, I think so. You might want to write that down, 140 yards. Uh, Bo Nix, though, was passing for Oregon, and that was the problem. Uh, two interceptions for him. Uh, Oregon could move the ball. They never really could score much. Obviously, they didn't score a touchdown, but goodness, Stetson Bennett, uh, the third, uh, the third iteration of Stetson Bennett. Is he not the third? He's the fourth? No, he's the fourth. You know what? Generations, whatever. Once you get by junior, you know, you're getting pretentious, if you ask me. So Stetson Bennett, the fourth, uh, he threw, uh, for a lot of yards, 368 yards, two touchdowns, uh, seemed in complete control of the offense, uh, Georgia's Kenny McIntosh, who is the starting running back, had 117 yards receiving. It's an offense that looks really good. We're not going to really see them, I think, be tested severely until, well, just keep going down that schedule. I don't know if I see one. It's going to be a while, maybe until the uh, cocktail party. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> it's like two months away until, the, you know, at South Carolina, we'll see. But what do you think of this Georgia offense? We've never really seen a Georgia offense that looked like that. I know, you know, it was really fun to see like older names like Mitchell and McConkey and Washington like do their stuff, um, but then also like new people too because I freshman I think he's a redshirt freshman Malachi Starks, um, kind of show up too. I it was fun. It was fun. I thought it was tremendously boring. Yeah, I know you did. But I thought tremendously it was boring. But you would never let me turn off a Kentucky game where they're. Like I wasn't winning. asking you to turn off the Georgia. <laughs> when did I say you need to turn this off? Well, but I can have the thought that says it was a very boring game. Okay. Forty-nine three. No one's lining up to see that. Me, I would line up. To you see would that. see that. You yes. would line up to see that and be bored. Sure. Um, you know, when do we see? Oh, we got a marble loose. Uh, when are we going to see Georgia go up to Oregon and play Oregon up there? I don't know. Like, why do, if I'm Oregon, why am I coming to Atlanta? Why don't we meet halfway, playing Kansas? Oh, gosh, why? <laughs> because it's halfway. I don't think that's the point. So we'll see uh, We'll see about Oregon. Um, I think they're going to end up okay. They may not be the best team in their state. You heard it here first, Oregon State. Look mm. out for them. They're going to be the Beavers. are going to be making some noise this year. That's my, my lock of the week. If, if you remember our locks of the week. Do you remember your lock of the I week? I do. Okay, we'll revisit that at the end. <laughs> Uh, speaking of locks of the week, uh, I really have no segue there. But anyway, Arkansas, at the same time, who's scheduling these games, right? Arkansas playing Cincinnati in Fayetteville, and this was more of like a, um, this is like a slightly bigger kid uh, sitting on their younger sibling, and just like they're doing the same thing, like stylistically, and one's just a little bit bigger than the other, and Mm -hmm. that's kind of what Arkansas did to Cincinnati. They just kind of sat on them, never trailed, Win, I think, 35-28. 31-24. Um, good win for Arkansas. K.J. Jefferson, three touchdowns passing, one touchdown rushing. Uh, Rocket Sanders, um, 
their uh, so-called running back, Rocket. It's a good nickname. Mm -hmm. uh, 20 rushes for 117 yards. So Arkansas was good. They weren't great. Uh, there were some holes in the performance. Cincinnati showed they're, they're not going to be able to repeat what they did last year, but still should be pretty good in the American. Yeah. I think I I didn't I didn't watch this game, but I read that Arkansas struggled with some injuries on defense, okay. and so that's why um, Cincinnati kind of creeped up in the score towards the end. But I mean, it, from what I understand, Arkansas was winning the whole time. Yeah, they never trailed. So. Um, tough times so for the Bearcats. Uh, the mm. other Bearcats didn't do as well either. So uh, yeah, it was a good start for Arkansas. They get South Carolina coming next week. So. Um, yeah, and those are really the highlight games, I think. Am I leaving one out? I think that's the the heavy hitters um, that the SEC was uh, engaged in and some good uh, non-conference victories for sure. So we have a bevy of other games that mm -hmm. were taking place throughout the day and two on Thursday. Uh, what caught your eye of, of the other games? Well, again, I did not keep up if you had a three-hour lightning delay. So... That's like three of the ones that we haven't talked about. Um, but um, South Carolina was kind of interesting to me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, they played Georgia State, and they did not dominate. No. I would not say they dominated. Um, Rattler looked fine, but their O-line struggled, so I don't think he could really show out as much um, as maybe he would want to. Uh, but they did end up winning 35-14. Had two punts blocked in return for touchdowns. You take that out, they're winning the game by four points, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Math is a challenge. What was it, 35? Seven points. Okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just they were outrushed 200 to 79. Mm -hmm. So this is not the, uh, I think the, the national media loves them, some Gamecocks, right, especially when they're, on the rise, and with Rattler, you were really anticipating like maybe making a statement like some other teams did, and that statement wasn't there. Georgia State's a good team. They're going to do well in the Sun Belt. Uh, but this was a very pedestrian effort for mm -hmm. South Carolina. Um, yet, they still cover. Win by three touchdowns, so it is still a win. That's um, right. The other thing that happened during that game is that they retired Jadavion Clowney. Ah, Mr. Clowney. However, according to university rules, you can't actually never use that number again. Yeah, you when you retire a jersey, yeah, you like retire the number, right? And according to well, it, you can't depends on depends well, yeah. On well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is for South Carolina, so they can't use number seven anymore. No, they can. They okay. retired as jersey, but they can't like say that you can't use that number anymore. And I don't know why. Well, I think for football, there's just so many players. I mean, if you start retiring numbers, you're going to run out. And they have rules about, like, who can wear what number, like what position you're in. Uh, well, that makes sense. So I think for I think for football, it's, I mean, you, if you start retiring numbers and you've you got so many players, you're going to run out of numbers. So maybe but that's are they really retiring that many jerseys at South Not Carolina? Not in South Carolina. Well, I don't know. No, didn't work. I was like, let's just try a, let's try one and see what Someone happens. Someone want to send us a label maker? Yeah, that, that would, would be, be helpful. That would be great. Um, you didn't uh, watch uh, Mississippi State, and to be fair, I didn't either. Uh, but the Bulldogs playing at the same time as Georgia State got off to a really good start. Uh, got the revenge on Memphis from a year ago, winning uh, 
I don't have the final scores in front of me. You think yeah, that I would have that? What I was the final score there? Forty-nine twenty-three. It was thirty-five-three at one point. Um, Will Rogers is going to throw up mad numbers all year. Oh, I just broke this thing. No, a shame. don't tell Macy. Okay, she hasn't been playing with it. I don't think it works anymore. Okay, it's like one of those rings that light up. Yeah, it's dead. Okay. Anyway, Will Rogers not dead. Four hundred fifty yards passing, five touchdowns, twelve Bulldogs caught passes. I think this Mississippi State team is going to be uh, a problem for a lot of teams. However, looking ahead to next week, look out for their game on the West Coast at Arizona. That's right, because someone might have called an upset, and that someone is me. You called Arizona to beat them. I'm pretty sure it did. That's on your sheet yes, somewhere. I yeah, do. there it is. Ooh, saucy. I know, okay. I know. Anyway, Mississippi State, they're they're a well-oiled machine. That offense is rolling. The defense showed. Memphis lost a lot. They're not the same team. Uh, they never really were that good to begin with, but uh, that's, a, that's an impressive win, a statement win, if you will, uh, for the Bulldogs. Another statement win, uh, I think, even though the score is not as impressive, uh, I think we give it up for Ole Miss. Okay. Because I had a a feeling that Troy would give them some problems. You actually, with your lock of the week, said that they would be behind at one point. I cannot tell you how much I pulled that out of nowhere. (laughs) Well, I could tell. Uh, But to be fair, my lock of the week is that Georgia would score a defensive touchdown. I feel like they should have. You would think you went 49-3. to You're like, well, surely one of the – not to be. Uh, Mm -hmm. But anyway, Ole Miss came out running the ball. Running the ball, Zach Evans, 20 rushes for 130 yards. Uh, Jackson Dart, not great. 18 mm-hmm. for 27, 154. Uh, three almost turnovers in the game. But I, I think what's more impressive is they came out running the ball. And this Ole Miss team, of course, with Matt Corral, uh, the past couple of years with Lane Kiffin there is a very much a throw-it-around-the-yard team. But power running game. Uh, is, is very complimentary for Ole Miss and maybe is their, their top attraction this year. So I think it was a very impressive win over a good Troy team. All right. Well, good. Good for Ole Miss. Yeah. They, um, I saw them just going up and up, and at one point Troy had three, and um, but Ole Miss, yeah, never trailed Troy. So I'll do Sorry. better. I'll do yeah. better this week. Yeah. I won't pull that out of nowhere. Yeah. So, um. Now, one game I did watch, and to be fair, I think this is the game that put me to sleep, not Florida and Utah. I think that one actually woke me up, Mm -hmm. was the U.K. game, because the second half was terribly boring. Oh, I disagree. When you start a half with a kickoff return for a touchdown and a fumble, then touchdown, the first minute and a half in the second half, that's very exciting. It's just, I've had so many 7 o'clock Kentucky games. And they just feel like they last forever. Well, listen, there's nothing more underwhelming than Kentucky in the first week under Mark Stoops. You know it's going to be some MAC team or some Sun Belt team, which they're losing in the first half, and they, they make some dumb mistakes. Happens every time. Happened on Saturday. But they end up taking care of business. Will Levis, 21 for 32, 303 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, like we mentioned, a kickoff return from young freshman Barry and Brown, who dropped the ball right as he's going over the goal line. I do like, remember that. Like, is there a is there a worse because that's never I don't think this ever happened to one of my teams, but I've seen it happen more times than I should be admitting. Is or would there be a worse thing that would happen to you over the course of a football game 
than your player dropping the football before you go into the end zone? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I mean, maybe like pretending to urinate like a dog, you know, and losing. No, I think that, that I think that's actually that's actually something great. <laughs> I think that is great. I think that that shows uh, a sense of creativity and a, a utter lack of sportsmanship that has to be admired. Um, just dropping the ball while you're running the end zone is is not great. You having fun over there trying to get that fixed? What are you up to? I don't know. I'm just fidgeting working. with it. Anyway, uh, it, it stood as a touchdown. Uh, Kentucky only had 50 rushing yards. Mm. This is uh, uh, oh no, it's not good. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but Miami of Ohio uh, put up a good fight, but but goes down. Um, how are you feeling about next week? Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, we'll it talk about Thursday. We'll see. Uh, anyway, oh, Alabama played. They won by a million. Um, yeah. Bryce Young. See, people were saying Stetson for Heisman, mm-hmm. right? Stetson. Stetson Bennett the eighth, right? Everyone's excited about Stetson Bennett. Heisman Trophy. Bryce Young comes out, 18 for 28, 195 yards, five touchdowns. And, oh, by the way, 100 yards rushing and a touchdown as well. Six touchdowns in his first game. How do you do? Yeah, I know. I mean, I know it was Utah State, but they looked really good. Tough night for Utah, just the state itself. Yeah, that's true. That's Um, true. I wonder what BYU was up to. BYU's got a big game this coming week against Baylor. Oh, okay. 10-30 kick. Yeah. I'll be watching that and the Mississippi State-Arizona game. At the same time. Okay. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. Are you going to join? No. Okay. Well, at least you're clear. <laughs> um, yeah, Alabama, you know, they're good. I don't know if you've heard. Uh, but they, they take care of business, and they head off to uh, Texas next week. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to that as well. Uh, just uh, a few other shout-outs. We're going to end it a little early tonight uh, because – it's uh, it's been a day. It has been a day. It's been a day. Uh, so you just hear it in our voices. Can't yeah. You? So just uh, just a little bit of a shout out of the other games. Uh, Texas A and M. You know, what are we gonna learn? That they they won thirty one nothing. It was against Sam Houston State. The Bearcats with a K. Mm-hmm. Um, hard K. I like it. People are just like, well, what are you? And I Smith six receptions, one hundred sixty four yards, two touchdowns. Haynes King. Uh, threw for 364 yards, three scores, uh, two interceptions, though. They were just kind of, you know, yeah. they're Texas A&M. It's just, it's just not going to overwhelm you with style and grace. Right, right. I don't think, I mean, it seemed like even after the well, game, Jimbo was not even that impressed. No, well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think any of us were. I mean, um, it, you know, that, that big uh, delay probably didn't help things, but uh, who does A&M play? Next week, who they who do they have on the docket? App State. Okay, and then they have Miami mm-hmm. after that. So App State Which was in. Is my big call that they lose to Miami. App State was in a uh, a classic game this weekend. A nice uh, encounter with North Carolina, which they lost sixty three sixty one. They will not be scoring sixty one points against Texas A and M. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And then uh, the two games on Thursday night were both dominant. Uh, Tennessee wins by a lot of points. I think what fifty nine to ten. Yeah, something like that. I didn't. I write got it down. that one. You didn't write that one down. No. Okay, I think that's right though. Uh, they led thirty eight zero at halftime. Hendon Hooker did his thing. Didn't really play the. Uh, he didn't play the whole game. Eighteen twenty five, two twenty one, and two scores. Uh, uh, right and small out of the backfield. Twenty six rushes, one hundred fifty one yards, two touchdowns. Uh, they did what they were supposed to do. I watched the first fifteen minutes of the game. 
I don't know if you could make more mistakes than Ball State made in the first five minutes. Mm. <laughs> it was like interception, tw- giving up 24, whatever. I'm not even going to do the voice. I'm not even going to go through it because Tennessee was like like any hope of an upset, and Tennessee was like, well, you know, we're just going to do this. Uh, Tennessee's off to Pittsburgh next week. Should be fun. Uh, Missouri got off to a slow start. I was, you know, talking about them uh, on Thursday, but they ended up winning by a significant amount. Uh, 323 rushing yards. So it is pretty stout. And Luther Burden, the star freshman wide receiver, scores two touchdowns. Uh, so they take care of business. And that's really the theme, I think, uh, of this first week is mm-hmm. taking care of business every day, taking care of business all the way. That's not right. <laughs> You're so bad at lyrics. I'm, I am. That's why I don't do that game. <laughs> but they go to Kansas State next week, so that Big should game. be interesting. Fun so. game that will be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everyone takes care of business in the SEC, except for you, LSU. Yeah. We're looking at you. How dare you? It was a lot of fun. I can't, can't tell you how much I was giggling. Like, that game was so much fun. Uh, and LSU is just, I mean, are they, here's the question I can, I guess, to leave with is what SEC program has the most, I know the answer to this, and we didn't actually, oh, there were two games we didn't uh, uh, mention. I was going to ask, like, what SEC team plays with the most drama uh, and it just oh. has the most drama in general. I was like, LSU, but then I thought, oh, no, Auburn, obviously, right. who beat Mercer. Right. Uh, Tank Bigsby uh, went went crazy, uh, 16 for 147, two touchdowns. Um, so they took care of the business there. Mm-hmm. And, oh, how did I not notice? I was going to bring it up, but then I was like, no, I'm not even going to open that door for him. So what door am I opening? Um, That would be Vandy. The Vanderbilt door. Who broke some school records. They, Mike Wright. Week. Mike Wright, six touchdowns. He's Mr. Wright in the backfield for Vanderbilt. Uh, I mean, I'm very excited. Now, did they give up 500 yards of offense to Elon? Maybe they did. Who's to say, right? No one cares about that. It's 2-0, and Vandy. We got the Wake Forest Demon Deacons coming in. Uh, and like I said earlier in a, a prayer episode, it's going to be the Asleep Forest. Yeah, it's still nope, not, it's I gotta still work not on that. No, nope, that actually was a lot worse. So I'm going to have to I'm gonna have the workshop that this week. I think yes. you got something there. Okay. Well, not you. I do. Yeah, I definitely don't. Um, but yeah, Vanderbilt took care of that business. Two and O, baby, Clark Lee. You know, it's it is looking more and more likely that they might beat an SEC team. They may be four and O going to Alabama. Yes. And well. if that's not a game day, game day, game game day, <laughs> game day actually went to Vandy, Alabama. It's been several years ago. Yeah. But they were they were there for that, if I remember. Yeah, correctly. well, that's in Tuscaloosa. I think game day is going to save their pennies for how many times they go to Tuscaloosa. They're actually with Alabama this week, too. Yes, so, so there you go. There you go. There it is. Okay, so that's that's it. Uh, our locks of the week <laughs> were unlocked and failed miserably, but we'll be back on Thursday, uh, hopefully with a little more energy I hope and so. enthusiasm. You know, this is the start of the week. This isn't really boding too well for us. No, not at all. Four-day week should be okay. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but we'll do locks of the week then. We'll also bring back betting with Brittany. Okay. Which, uh, hey, sports betting is illegal in Georgia, but not on this podcast. So we will be rocking and rolling with that. Yes. All right. I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And it's been you, me, and the SEC. Bye.